Hello, and welcome to Metachemistry. This is episode 73, where we talk about the 2023 Krug and kind of our experiences at the event this year. So to kind of preface, uh, we'll likely be going over some of our highlights in our games, but that's not really going to be the focus as most of our tournament debriefs tend to be, uh, because this was less about the individual games and more about the... Um, the change in structure and the just kind of general nature of the event and kind of wanted to highlight that more so than individual plays because this wasn't um this wasn't intended to be an event where people are really um you know gunning for it and playing at the top of their game necessarily and it was just time to kind of do something a little bit more laid back and just kind of Enjoy the game, enjoy people's company, and just kind of have a good time. A more a more casual event, I suppose. So, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit, but primarily the the feel and our thoughts of the event and things along those lines. Uh, but before we get into that, we want to thank our sponsor, Mo Games, and uh, also there was a <laughs> a moderate amount of yelling at the event, so all of our voices. <laughs> are going to be a little shot. Uh, so please pardon that in advance. Um, but thanks to uh, Polly Nikes at Mo Games, who is an infinity supplier online uh, that you can find at mo-games.com. And all of our patrons for Metachemistry get a 10% discount code to his store there. And we also raffle off a $40 coupon code each month for anyone who's a member of the Discord, regardless of their Patreon status. Because what's better than games? Mo Games. And so for today, we have Azoka, Ian, and myself. So obviously, you know, as far as our normal check-in stuff, we like to kind of talk about things that have been going on, but this was the kind of thing going on. So maybe today, if you guys want to give just kind of a high-level first impressions of the event, maybe we can start there. Um, Azoka. You know me, I love a good event where I get to see everybody. So I uh, just like you were saying how we get to enjoy each other's company and enjoy the game. That's what that's what we got to do. And it's so good to see everybody like I'll get into into the meat and potatoes of it a little bit later. But overall, yeah, good event because I'll always love a good Krug. How about you, Ian? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh as Oka said, you know, a lot of good people there. A lot of people that, you know, don't really get to see very often. So that was really nice. And, uh, you know, I got to play some, some really good games with a lot of those guys. And it was fun. And, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. It was overall a good time. And I certainly enjoyed being able to see people because I know personally I don't really get the opportunity to travel for events very much so this is my opportunity each year to see the circuit folks who um, are able to make different events so I was really happy to uh, see a bunch of people for that that was a lot of fun you know enjoyed uh, you know going out for food afterwards and playing games into the yeah. night and uh, you know having more celebratory dinner and drinks beyond that the following day and just kind of hanging out with people. So that was definitely the highlight for me was getting a chance to, to see everyone and, and get to spend time with folks that, you know, typically this is the only time of year I get a chance to. Yeah. I'm really glad that we went out afterwards and mm -hmm. hung out with people just not from the state because yes. it was Arizona night one and then uh, New Mexico night two. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's very easy at some of these events to um, kind of get caught up in your own group because that's who you're familiar with, right? Like a lot of people are not necessarily um, as extroverted as to go and just jump in with another group and hang out with them. Some people definitely are, but a lot of people sure. aren't necessarily comfortable with that. And so trying to bring those people in and make those connections and build those friendships... I think is a critical part of these events, these uh, these regional events, because that's where 
these friendships last over the years, even though, you know, a lot of times we're only seeing these people one, two, maybe three times in a year if we're lucky. Yep. So, yeah, I think that that, that was really great. Again, mm-hmm. probably my favorite part. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, for those who weren't already aware, the theme this year for the Krug was kind of an 80s synthwave throwback. Uh, kind of a taking infinity back to simpler times in a fashion, kind of using our ITS packet time machine to play missions from seasons long past. So a big thank you to uh, Mark, Eric, and Brady for putting on the event, for hosting, for TOing, for organizing, and doing all of the wonderful things that you do and making this possible. Yeah, so we greatly appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they all, uh, they were talking about different missions that they wanted to play, that they really uh, remembered enjoying, and bringing those into uh, N4 and trying to, you know, bring those up to kind of the, the modern rule set of Infinity. So, yeah. we, so we ended up playing uh, Deadly Dance, Engineering Deck, Seize the Antennas, the Armory, and what was the fifth one? Engineering deck. Engineering deck. That's right. So yeah. So um, for those hunting of you party, are, hunting party. There we go. Okay, I did say engineering deck. Good, good. With our powers combined, we, <laughs> we have mission back it. from yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah. So for those of you that haven't been in the game for a fair while. Um, you know, you probably only recognize one of those missions because only one of those yeah. is in the current ITS pack. That was me, and it was Armory. Yep, exactly. Um, so yeah, I think that it was a really fun concept, and I liked um, them trying a different direction with the event because I know that they were looking for something that was kind of trying to just shake up how we're playing Infinity lately because I know that... Um, the last couple ITS seasons haven't necessarily been what uh, what they've wanted to see, and I certainly agree with many of those opinions. That I don't. It's not like I hate the current, uh, you know, ITS um, thirteen fourteen, but there have been some things that we've talked about in other episodes that I won't reiterate here. I'm right there with you. I, where I kind of wish that they would move in a little bit different direction and a little more uh, streamlined. Yes. Yeah. I think that that would help, and I think moving some more things to to extras instead of spreading them out randomly between missions and the like. But, uh, but yeah, so that was kind of the impetus for the event, and I think that it largely did a good job of that. Though I do think some missions just didn't fit, and that's not a, a slight against anyone. It's just uh, I remember talking to Brady in particular when we were talking about missions and uh, looking over the, the packet and whatnot. And wow, I didn't realize how much these rules had changed since then. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of wild. So some missions, uh, you know, they're not, it's not like they're unplayable. Like obviously, you know, everybody went through their games and it worked okay, but um, there's some incompatibilities. Like I think hunting party is where I felt it the most. Because when the mission originally came out, uh, and just as a quick overview, I'm not going to go over scoring, but as a quick overview, the idea of hunting party is you need to isolate or mobilize more specialists and more lieutenants. It's kind of like a non-lethal decapitation, essentially. And stun ammunition causes a mobilized A in this mission. Um, But the idea is to have more specialists and enemy lieutenants in that state at the end of the game. When the mission was in season... The only way to remove either of those states was with an engineer. But obviously in N4 Modern, we can just roll out of those effects at any given opportunity, not necessarily with great numbers, but every ARO potentially gives an opponent a chance to uh, get out of that. So it's really uh, a tough balancing act between like, okay, well, I was able to lock this, that, or the other down, and I need to have them stay that way to the end of the game. So hard. But I also don't want to move. So I don't want to move away and give them a chance to oppose, you know, a chance to break out of it. 
Uh, and so it's almost like locking some of your models in place to to make that happen in some cases. Um, so there were some things like that, but I think by and large, the uh, the missions worked um, well enough, and I don't think that there were uh, any sort of massive issues. I know there were a couple uh, judge calls here and there about some things, but uh, I don't know if any of that was even specifically mission-related. So I think that overall yeah. they, they played through, but it's just when you get onto the table with them, you can feel that they're definitely a bit more awkward and that it's it's not... It's not made for that in particular, but I think it, I think it worked okay. Yeah, and I want to, you know, shout you out, Devin, because you did you and Ian really, because you guys perused over the mission packet to help with some of the language translation from previous edition to the current edition. So great job there. I'm sure that that made it much easier <laughs> as we were rolling out the new updated document to everybody. Yeah, hopefully so. <clears throat> yeah, it took some time to basically just wrote up the missions again using the using N4 verbiage and the like that um, wasn't necessarily there before in some cases to try and translate things. Because one of the things that I think uh, had come up is I was talking to one of our other uh, local players who's only played in N4, and he found a number of parts kind of incomprehensible. And I think that we need that perspective to be able to write those yeah. missions properly um, instead of kind of the, I think that there's just some assumed knowledge because a lot of our local player base has been at the game for quite some time. And uh, yeah, so hopefully that helped uh, kind of clear things up a little bit. I know I didn't answer every single question, but I think it got most things to the point where um, they were, they're at least pretty playable and yeah, hopefully people had a good time with that. I think so. Seemed like a very well received event. Everybody mm -hmm. was in very high spirits, which is just phenomenal. And their venue was pretty nice too. I mean, it was a little toasty and really tight, but overall, yeah, I definitely liked the venue. Yeah, the you staff guys? was fantastic there. They yeah. they were just like super nice and actually interested in like, you know, what we were doing. So like some of them would uh, like would come around and like ask questions and stuff in between rounds and things and actually just, you know, seem to appreciate that we were there and doing stuff. So that was really cool. Yeah, I completely agree with with both of you on that. The the venue was was pretty nice. I liked having uh, it was nice to have um, food and beverages available kind of on site because I feel like it just yeah. makes it easier to to spend time with people that way. And um, it did get a little warm. Thankfully, it was a cooler weekend here in Colorado yes. this weekend, unlike mm -hmm. uh, some recent ones. Uh, it was about 70 degrees, 75, 70, 75. Instead of 98. Instead of, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, instead of uh, 90 plus where it has been recently. So that was really great. <laughs> <laughs> True. That, that would have been pretty rough otherwise. Because, yeah, it's... um. It was just a lot of people in the space, and I know it was a little bit difficult uh, kind of navigating between tables, and there wasn't really much uh, room. There were probably about four inches of tables, or four inches of space <laughs> between tables to, to place things, so we had to yep. get a little creative in terms of uh, where we were setting up. Um, but yeah, the, the staff was very, very kind. Uh, they are all really nice, and... and uh, did a job taking good job taking care of everybody there at uh, Table Public House, mm -hmm. and yeah, I think that it worked. I'm I'm glad that Mark was able to up the cap a little bit so that we could see some more people and that more people were able to come and hang out. But I do agree that it was it was a bit of a squeeze. So, um, but we made it work, and I think that I think that um, it worked out well enough as far as that yeah. goes. I think that we. Outside a little butt to butt touching, it was perfectly fine. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, get get friendly, everybody. <laughs> yep, <laughs> for sure. So, um, as far as the mission lineup goes, uh, how had you guys been playing some of the Krug related missions leading up to the event? Not really. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I only had time to get in the one prep tournament, so I had gotten to play yeah. uh, 
one game of hunting party. So my game of hunting party at Krug was the second game I had played with the list I was running for it. Nice. Um, Perfect. What else did we do at that prep tournament? Uh, I think we did armory and. I thought we did engineering deck, right? We did. No, no, we did deadly dance. Yeah, it was deadly ah, dance and, and yeah. armory, and um, for for the prep tournament. So I got one game each right. of those in. Um, I hadn't played seize the antennas in years, but that one's actually pretty simple, so it wasn't uh, yeah yeah it wasn't too bad there. And then engineering deck is variation on armory for all intents and purposes. Um, so that was pretty pretty decent. Sort of but pretty. yeah. I mean, you get more points from consoles than you do the room, room. but yeah. Right. It's five points. It was crazy. It's so swingy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of these that uh, that I thought was kind of interesting is that they're all... Just let me think about that. For, yeah. They're all mutually exclusive scoring for almost every point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, and they all heavily favor going second which i think is interesting i do actually like that part in particular yeah um, i do generally like missions that there's a little bit more give and take uh, because how many times have you played a game with someone and you know the bottom of three the score changes from oh well now you know it was uh three two but now it's seven one you're like, yeah, the score didn't really reflect the game. It was actually really close the whole time. Like, yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like that comes up very regularly. Yes, I agree. Yeah, and so I, I prefer missions that have a little bit more give and take as far as that goes, where both players mm-hmm. can score points for things instead of only whoever does this gets the points. Yeah, uh, I think um, Deadly Dance was the closest in the lineup because. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you, yeah. had, if you and your opponent didn't both roll up the same quadrant that you needed to, to dominate, um, you could pretty much get all the points throughout the game other than uh, the dominating more quadrants at the end, which I think was only worth one or two. So that, that one, you could be much more even on the scoring, but everything else was very much a either-or situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one's a little bit more forgiving in that respect. So I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, also, I do like that the missions generally favored going second. And I think that that's probably a... I feel like that's a good indicator of a mission kind of in general. Because that is my... Like, because, you know, we've even we've talked about on the show before the... Uh, efficacy of going first in in some cases that can be um, kind of backbreaking depending on what you're playing versus your opponent's playing yeah and what the table looks like and whatnot like it can potentially like you know nearly lock you out of the game if uh, on a really powerful first turn but i like uh, missions that encourage going second pretty heavily as opposed to making a bunch of rules changes to balance it out. If that makes sense. Like I, I think missions are a better way to incentivize second turn opportunities than changing a bunch of rules to make it so that first turn is less powerful or there's more options for defense in second turn. I wouldn't mind maybe some minor tweaks, but I think missions are kind of the, the main focus that at least I feel would be a good place to make that sort of change. Yeah, the the overall structure of the mission and really outside of like, let's say I would, I think that hunting party is probably the only one that really benefits going first, right? But even then, I think hunting party can benefit going second because then you can get extra orders on your dudes to try and dodge them out of the immobilized state. Um, You still have a chance to, you know, you could just spend because your guys aren't dying necessarily you can spend a, a handful of orders to just try and get out of states on your turn right. and deny those points make those yeah. rolls yeah everything else was going second which i love because i like going second 
personally, because that's just my play style. Like for some reason, I just can't step like play too aggressively to really take advantage of going first. It's just not my play style or something. Mm-hmm. So I love going second. And in this tournament, I rarely got to go second. And it was just like compounding the frustration of going first. I was like, <laughs> I didn't do anything on the first turn. Dang it. And now I'm suffering. Rip. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of pressure, I feel like, in those in a lot of these missions where you know that there's a significant upper hand that your opponent would have by uh, by going second. So it's like you need to make your particularly top of one as yeah. effective as possible. And sometimes it's not very effective. Mm-hmm. I think I was kind of every game. Dang. I definitely didn't go first every time. Well, I didn't um, win a lot of uh, the initiative rolls, so my opponents were choosing to go second in many cases. So it was just a, okay, cool. Yeah, that was a trip, wasn't it? Where they were just straight up picking going second? Then I'm like, cool, go second and deploy first. Right. It's still powerful Mm -hmm. in these missions, which I kind of like. Because there's a lot of the conventional wisdom is don't choose to go second, choose to take deployment and have your opponent give you second. But that doesn't always work, especially one with more savvy opponents. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because typically you can see at the table, like, okay, is deployment really that much more advantageous on one side versus the other? No, it's that you want me to give you second turn. Yes. You want you're trying to like yeah. push me into taking first initiative, so I don't get the double handicap. Yep. But arguably, it's not a double handicap in in this event in particular, for sure. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's there was plenty of times where I was like, if I'm winning this lieutenant role, I'm choosing to go second. I don't care about deployment. And I feel yeah. like. My two opponents that beat me in the lieutenant role and chose to go second, which was Tim and then Derek, uh, they both won the lieutenant role and said, I'm going second. Yep. Very confidently. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes sense in this event. And I think that that's that's kind of cool that it. There's enough. There's enough um, drive to go second. The players are willing to do that. I think that's really cool. So I think that from a gameplay perspective, I think that that was certainly a success. Yes, I agree. And it was totally like completely different than most of the other tournaments that I've gone to. Even just in that, just in mission packet choice alone made made that much of a difference. Right. Mm Because I don't know. I think maybe in one game I have played where somebody chose to go second at a tournament event. Mm -hmm. So. That was super, like, a nice breath of fresh air. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I think that that was great. I think that the the missions were interesting, but I think that I'd almost want to see, in in this sort of event, I think that this is a... Because one of the... One of the things that came up during initial announcements was effectively like, yeah, we're, we're kind of keeping track, but only sort of. It's kind of a, for those yes. who are familiar with the, the improv show, whose line is it anyway, where everything's made up and the points don't matter. Uh, so there, there was a lot of, um, there's a lot of talk to try and like, make sure people know like, yeah, it doesn't, your placement, like we'll track it, but it, it's not really important. That's not why we're here. And all the prizes were given out uh, or they were chosen in a random order. So they basically put all the names in a digital hat and pulled one out at a time for people to pick prizes in that order instead of going by order of placement. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they try. I know that there, there was a lot of effort to try and make sure that like, hey, you know, we're not trying to just have everyone smash their opposition mercilessly to try and get some rankings because we're just, we're just here to party. This is, yeah, this is an infinity party. Yeah. You know, and even though, so I totally had that mindset going in, like it's all good, you know, not really competitive, but I wanted to play well. 
mm-hmm. in general, whenever I play Infinity, I just want to play well because I just want to play efficient, tight, and you know, put put my skill up to my test, right? So even Definitely. even even though it was a bit more of a laid back event, I feel like there was some people doing that as well, but mm-hmm. more free, more freely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's kind of interesting because Infinity by its design, well, let me take that back. I think maybe not by Infinity's design, but I think by the nature of ITS being the default style of play, competitiveness is baked into the game in that way. Mm-hmm. Certainly. So it's um, it's interesting because also the people that are going to these larger regional events are many, not all, but many, are playing more competitively. The idea is for them to test their skill against a wide array of opponents and see how well they do. And this sort of event is a little bit counter to that. And I think that that mindset is still there where you're trying to make the best choice that you can in a given situation with the information that you have. And the next order, you're trying to do the same and so on and so forth. So I think that 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 competitive mindset is if you already play in that space, it's very difficult to shake out of that. Mm -hmm. It's not impossible, but I think that's difficult for a lot of players that that's still, it's almost subconscious in a way, right? Where like, oh, well, this is the best choice in this situation as far as I know. I'm going to do that. Like, why, why would I do something else? And, you know, I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a valid question. Like, it's not, it's not about making suboptimal plays as much as I feel like not maybe stressing over each decision or, you know, trying to, you know, spend a little extra time to find the perfect line in every instance and things like that. I think that's probably the idea there some more go bold or go home instances (laughs) for me yeah it's like let's just do it let's just do it and see what happens so Mm -hmm. uh, i was not prepared in the slightest and i've been (laughs) super indecisive leading up to the event so yeah (laughs) you almost switched factions after switching factions oh yeah it was awful so (laughs) so i had been talking about playing starmada uh, yeah, <laughs> I have been, I've been playing Starmata for a little while, like for the last couple months. And I was playing them, actually several months because I was playing them a little bit before SLS. Like I started just before SLS. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, I don't want to take these to SLS. I've been playing Tunguska for a little bit. Let's take them. Uh, and that worked out well. And then I've been playing Tunguska for the last several months or not Tunguska, Starmata for the last several months. And I've played I played each of the missions once. But I made a different list each time because that's how I tend to play Infinity in general. So I wasn't really practicing with intent. I was just kind of playing missions because that's what people wanted to do on our pickup game nights. Yep. And then I sat down the, this week. Like I need to make a list. Two lists, maybe. And I started writing <laughs> some lists. And I'm like, I don't think this has what I want. Oh, this isn't quite what I like. Oh, I don't know if that's going to work. Uh, as far as being able to choose them for multiple missions, like sure, the mission, uh, the lists I used were fine for the missions that I built leading into each game, but I wasn't super happy with uh, what I was coming up with that would take care of multiple missions or enough enough of the missions. So, uh, two nights before, I sabotaged myself and switched <laughs> to OSS. Yep, uh, which, <laughs> which you know. Um, one of the things that they're really, really good at is holding close quarters objective rooms with their CC specialists. So there no, are. No, they're not. There are no CC specialists. <laughs> I'm lucky to have CC 15. Um, <laughs> uh, no, there's there's Andromeda who can fight in close combat, and that's it. Um, with any yeah. reasonable degree of success. That is the only model, I guess. I mean, unless you want to count. Miranda Ashcroft, I, I guess, because she's got CC minus six and CC 19. That's uh, 
something, but that's a mercenary I don't care about. <laughs> in OSS. I think she's cool in general. I don't think she belongs in OSS. I don't think most mercenaries belong in OSS, but that's another episode that we've already had. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. You don't like uh, Dart? Dart's oh, you a mercenary. Don't, you don't? You don't? No, no, no. You don't have Dart in OSS, do you? Yeah, you do. But she's not. In, she's not good in CC. She's but bad. She's in good CC. in close range. She's good at close range. But something walks up and punches her, and she dies. That's true. Just got to leave her in marker state and pray that they they fail. Mm-hmm. That's my my success with Norkius. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So that was two nights before the event. Then one night before the event, I start second guessing again. I'm like, wait, should I go back to Starmada? Should I go back to Tunguska? <laughs> and so I start building lists, and I'm like, wait, I could play Steel Phalanx. That would be fun. Oh, no. And then uh, I almost went with Steel Phalanx, but the, I didn't for two reasons. One, they're not painted. Uh, they're just primed. And two, uh, I think that I'll... I'd be happy to pull them out on a local game night, but there's a, some contention around the faction right now. And uh, what do you mean? <laughs> because of their uh, out of the interplanetario. Oh, sure. The two. So it was split into two 90 person leagues. And of the top 10 of each league, there were nine phalanx players combined. Seven in one and two in the other. And so there's a bit of contention online right now that uh, Steel Phalanx needs some review, which I haven't really decided. I feel like they haven't changed in the last year, so I don't know if they just suddenly became broken or somebody discovered something, you know, wildly powerful yeah. because it's been there since Blackwind a year ago. But maybe another uh, discussion for another time, I suppose. So mm-hmm. between those two things, I was like, let's let's not worry about that. So I played OSS. I built built a couple lists, played into that. It was a nightmare. And <laughs> yeah, they're not good at that sort of thing. But yeah, uh, it's pretty rough. Okay from what you're saying. at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was funny. It was still a good time. And I um, playing through the games. It was pretty fun. But just yeah. to kind of like lean into some of the some of the wackiness. I went uh, so Mike Klein. Uh, reached out to me during the event. He's like, hey, what, what's your record at? I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm two and two right now going into the final round. And for full transparency, one of those two was a buy. I did abysmal this event. And uh, he's like, well, we've never played before, so I was trying to see if Mark would let me play you, but I'm 3-1 right now. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. And I wasn't 100% sure. I'm like, well, maybe if it works out, we'll talk to, talk to Mark. Uh, and then I went and got another drink and changed my mind. <laughs> so I went to Mark and um, he paired us and let us do a, a fifth round challenge uh, so that I could get uh, I could get Sparta kicked off the table again. <laughs> and it was a great time. So Mike was playing Bakun and, and it was a it was a lot of fun seeing the new stuff on the table because uh, I know we've got one or two people like dabbling in Bakunin, but I haven't gotten a chance to play them yet. So that yeah. was fun to kind of see that. Uh, Mike's a great guy. I'm, got a, I'm glad we finally got a chance I to play. I love playing him, I think. Yeah, because, um, you know, I hadn't really spoken with Mike much before this event, like, maybe, you know, just casual hellos. But um, we've been to three, maybe four events together and just have never been paired up, probably because he's a much better player than I am, I would guess. But no, no. Uh, yeah, we uh, we made that work uh, with some slight to prodding, and yeah, it was great. And then uh, then we went out to to dinner and had a good time hanging out with everybody. Yeah, Mike's that was the beauty. He sure is. Yeah, I've played him a few times, and it's always an enjoyable game, even if you're just getting raffle stomped. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the beauty of this tournament, right? Because they didn't want to. Keep it super tight and competitive. They're just like, you guys want a ch- round round five challenge? Do it. Yep, exactly. Like this is the event where that could happen. Whereas otherwise, yeah, that would not have been the case, and we would have missed each other again. So 
thanks for, for thanks for coming to me, Mike. I wouldn't have necessarily gone out of my way to to do that otherwise, but I'm glad we did it. Mm. Also, Uber followed dumb still. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you're on the receiving end of those a few times. Oh yes, yeah, that was, was great. I love Uber. Follow. Ian, this is yeah. your last event with with Forco, huh? Yeah, is that yeah, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's great. We'll have to talk about that and yeah. kind of your year's worth of experience of them and what you think later. Mm-hmm. I like them a lot. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was good uh, for the event. It was a lot of fun. Like I I played um, hunting party uh, against uh, Doug. He's up in uh, Casper, Wyoming, and yeah. uh, he's a pretty cool guy. Uh, we did um, you know. I basically hung out pretty regular for the last uh, few days between like the pre-party at Eric's place and the event and going out for like dinners and stuff. So um, he was pretty cool. But um, yeah, we played and I kind of liked it because um, even even though I like just stomped on him a lot, it was he had a great attitude about it, and I got to use Important. one of my favorite units, um, which is the Kaplan's. But I don't normally use them. Like, like one, something that draws me to foreign company is that Kaplan's are in it. But then I don't use them because it's kind of like Kaplan's or bolts. Kaplan's or bolts. And then hunting party very much incentivized Kaplan's because of, of adhesive launchers. So I was yeah. super excited there. And so we had a great game. Uh, the Uber fall just absolutely wrecked him. <laughs> like <laughs> over a wall into like three different guys and just all gone. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So that was great. Uh, and then I got to play against uh, Tim Adair for round two for Deadly Dance, and he. I went into the game because uh, I hadn't. I've had yet to be able to play Tim, but Tim's a great guy, and I was like, I'm going to get my ass kicked, but I'm going to have a great time. And then, through bizarre circumstance and lacks me just being an absolute hacking beast. I actually managed to pull a win. And then we're both just like, how does this happen? Because it was just like unlikely circumstances. And uh, it was also cool because like the original mission incentivized tags uh, to for the scoring. So we just decided to make the, our tags the data trackers. And so they're like squaring off in like the center of the table until mine finally got his down uh, kind of thing. So it was, it was a great game. Uh, and then I fought uh, Joe Lai round three for armory and uh i took you know i lost my my counter strike stuff pretty early uh he just man like it went as well as you'd expect to when you fight vanilla ariadna with two bears and every shot yeah. wielding camo skirmisher that you can lay hands on uh so i just had to keep stuff and stuff in the room and see but it did take till his last order to get like one more model in there to up the points past what i had so that score, it was like eight to two, but it did come down to like one or two die rolls at the very last turn. So I, I didn't, it didn't feel like I just got stomped super bad. Yeah. Uh, we had engineering deck, uh, fought Devin. That was, it was a game. Uh, I'm sorry, Devin. Uh, it was like, a, it, I, I and it was just like, nothing went your way. Like the, the, the string of like, dice failures that you had to endure in a row was just frustrating to watch even <laughs> it was a little wild like, here's yeah. my here's my garuda shooting this securitate in the back in, in the, the open. open in good range <laughs> missed all three shots it turns around we shoot again pass to save we shoot again i get hit and pass a save i think yeah and then i think i finally take it out on the fourth shot yeah it was like Five orders, including the one coming in, to take this thing out. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, and I had it out of cover the entire time. Yeah, and like, and, oh why? And then my last round, uh, I too had to manipulate the the pairings. Uh, so, because with the event not going into OTM, uh, because it's all basically custom missions, and uh, also with no ELO uh, stuff being happening because of that. Uh, which is part of why it was kind of more chill and low key as an event, um, because there wasn't any like like rankings or anything that was at stake. Um, it did mean that Mark was having to do all the pairings by and scoring by hand, and that took a little while. But um, 
when he ended up popping up the the I'm sitting over there chatting um when he was getting the round five pairings done and he was gonna have me fighting Joe Lai again in second round or in fifth round. And I was like, Mark, I played him third round. So uh he ended up switching it up and I got to play Andrew, um, the one of the you know, the old co hosts of the podcast, and uh we did the last mission, which was uh, seize the antennas, is kind of a nice way to end off the event because that's the simplest of the five missions. Uh, it's just go flip sure. three buttons and do a classified. Done. And you know he he was on kind of the train this weekend of like, hey, if there needs to be a buy, like I'll I'll sit out kind of thing. And you know he, he's just wanting to be a more more chill and laid back, which was awesome. So. Uh, it was he was really excited and really happy that we were going to play each other because um, even though we see each other all the time, we don't play Infinity against each other like super regularly because uh, we play like other games. Uh, but we played. Uh, it still was a pretty close game, but it was like kind of the opposite of my game with Devin, where all of my stuff was bouncing and he was just like rolling over me, but it still yeah. came down very close to a couple die rolls on like a last objective. And uh, so Andrew did manage to pull that win for me. And uh, he had to split out early. So he's freaking out when I'm texting him going, dude, you came in third place. And he's like, how? <laughs> it's like, because only one person didn't lose a game this entire event. Yeah. Yeah. And that guy took first. <laughs> so you yeah. took third, bro. And he's just so he's super happy about that. And it was just, it was a great event. Very laid back much more party atmosphere um i mean hell there was there was two guys that got paired up in the final round and they were both just like yeah like, like we don't really care like do you want to just grab a beer and they're like eh, yeah so instead of just like conceding the round they um lined all their guys up on yes. you know eight inches off of the, the center line and uh had the <laughs> the, the gunfight at the OK Corral, and you know to see who had the last guy standing, and then that guy you know took the win, and kind of thing because it, it just it wasn't a serious event. And then mm -hmm. they went and grabbed some beers and and just had a great time. <laughs> so that was kind of the theme of the whole event the whole weekend, and it was a nice breath of fresh air because while I like going to the big events, I like being competitive. Um, this was nice because even though I was still going to play my best, there wasn't the pressure to like super perform. And so if like something yeah. was wonky uh, or it didn't go my way, it's like, yeah, whatever. Or, you know, in pretty much every game that happened uh, that I played both sides, it was just like, oh yeah, dude, like that's like, did you intend to have that guy standing or not? Or like, what was, what's your face? I mean, go ahead, take that back. You know, like it was very much more forgiving because there was nothing at stake. It was just play five games, have a good time. And I really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The idea was to take a lot of the pressure of the game off. And I think the event was very successful in that. So, yeah. In fact, I brought a longtime friend of mine, uh, Steve, yeah. to the event. Uh, and uh, I think, yeah, I mean, I know both of you guys met Steve. Azoka, yep. I know that you, know, you uh, and I have hung out with Steve uh, a while Long time. ago with like yeah. RPG stuff mostly. Uh, but Steve has just started playing Infinity very recently. He played about five games leading up to the event over the last two or three months. And uh, after talking to him about it, it seemed like he had a great time. Uh, he ended up, uh, he told me that he was really nervous going in. Because uh, he's never been to a tournament uh, of any kind for any war game, uh, he's not played any other war games. Uh, not um, not with any regularity. Like he's might have might have like done a demo or similar. Uh, and after the first game, he uh, I let him borrow my Neo Terra because uh, I had a couple things that I suggested that might be fairly straightforward. And roll big numbers was the most straightforward. So True. he's been playing Neo Terra. And his round one, he played against another Neoterra player, uh, ended up winning, uh, and he was really, uh, you know, he seemed really happy about it. And uh, that he's like, yeah, because I don't want to come in last. Like, I just don't want to feel like I'm like the worst player here or what have you. It's like, if I can just, just eke out above last, I'll be happy. 
And uh, he's like, yeah, so I played and I knew what his stuff did. And it was great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, he placed a reserve without putting a model down. I'm like, wait, is that a Swiss? And his opponent was like, yeah, yeah, it's a Swiss. Because That's he, awesome. He put his reserve in hidden deployment. And uh, yeah, so that was really cool. That was a great way to, to ease him into the event. It sounds like he had a great time. Uh, he also won his last game. Uh, playing against James, uh, mm. James Redmond, uh, who's <laughs> also a great guy. Glad we got a chance to catch up, Jimmy. It was great chatting mm. with you. And yeah, so that was cool. Like, it was nice to have an event that felt really inviting and just kind of takes, again, takes some of the pressure off. And he had commented that everyone there was really nice. All of his opponents were very gracious and very helpful because he's effectively brand new to the game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had the, the pleasure of being able to tell him, like, yeah, this is generally how people are at most events. Even the competitive this, ones. Yeah, this this is the mm -hmm. general atmosphere. Maybe slightly looser in some ways, but this is kind of, this is the caliber of of people that are joining us for these events uh, for lack of a better word and so he seemed pretty excited about that and hopefully he'll be able to get some more games in and continue playing if he's if he's having fun with it yeah definitely mm -hmm. i'm excited to play steve at some point in the future so i hope that he continues and and whatnot and i'm so happy that he went went two three like for your first time that's really good Especially mm -hmm. only having five games under your belt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that was awesome. I was super excited to see that. Did a great job, Steve. Woohoo. So for uh, kind of from my experience, you know, the tournament was great. I, you know, I do love me a good Krug, but overall, I think I didn't enjoy the games. And I was like mulling around why I didn't enjoy them. And I think outside of my third game in Armory and uh, after talking with my second round opponent, uh, Chris, we. I thought that like my wins were because of dice, because I just like rolled good or, or my opponent rolled bad, like uh, and then my losses were because I rolled bad and my opponent rolled crits. So it was hard to deal with. Um, so I think that overall, like because of all those dice, like I didn't enjoy it. Like even my my win against Tim, I didn't beat Tim. Tim lost. He he made a good play, the right play, because we were playing engineering deck and he just moved Bixie to cap one of the objectives, you know, to swing it to be a five scoring game. So he'd win. That's the right way to do it. And he just failed five rolls on 13s. Oh, no. Yeah, five rolls. Like it was like a one percent chance of that happening. I was like, "All right, well, okay, <laughs> that's a thing, I guess." And then, so uh, put it this. yes, I did it. Tim <laughs> cannot get his revenge today. And then, uh, even what was it? Even against Derek, like my game was just. I succeeded at a hacker hacking the center, like sees sees the antenna, the center antenna. You know, two dice plus three whip. I, I passed that roll unopposed. I did that. Everything else. I was just like, nope, I'm going to shoot you. Not going to work. I'm going to revive my guy. Not going to work. I'm going to go over here and shoot this other guy. Not going to work. So, but it was. No. Yeah, it was. It sounds like a very familiar instance mm -hmm. compared to your game. It's, so it's actually funny. I had a very similar experience with Derek in armory so i guess it was round three yeah um yeah so i i played my marut list and he was playing starmada and there was a, a kappa security core with yes. a, a sniper that could see through uh down a long corridor but there was a hacker prone behind some boxes but not far enough so i could move the marut and see the smg hacker from most of the way across the table before moving in to see the sniper and I fired off with the Marut on 15s. I hit all four times, and he passed all four saves. So insane. 
And that set the tone for the remainder of the game. Because <laughs> then I spent, oh, no. four, I spent four or five orders to knock down the sniper because then the, the SMG moved into total cover. Right. Like, All right. I figured I could pluck off a couple points of ballistic skill um, before hitting the sniper. And then the sniper put a wound on the Marut. And I knocked down after I only knocked it unconscious even after four orders. And uh, yeah, I just I didn't even get in the room. It was funny because like BJ's in there and I'm like, I've got nothing that'll get in the room with BJ. So I had my TR bot swing around wide around the room. Yeah. Marksmanship and just like in zero range, mostly just like shoot as many bullets as possible into the room and finally dropped a bronze and dealt a wound to BJ. But uh, wasn't enough, huh? Yeah. But no, that was that was good. So Derek uh, and I hadn't met before this. Same. This is our, our first our first game together. So it's great to have you out, Derek. It was it's a pretty wild game. And uh yeah, it was kind of funny because um I I have this, you know, personal thing when I'm playing games is that I need to banter. I don't necessarily need to shit talk, though I will. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when we do that to each other. It makes the game fun. But I need to banter. And so I know that, you know, sometimes that's a little bit harder with people you don't know. And so at first it was a very, it felt very serious when I was playing uh, Derek. Derek is a very focused and kind of lasered in player. And he obviously did really well. He, he got a technical first place out of the non-placed event. Um, But yeah, he did, he did great. Uh, Like you said earlier, Ian, he won all of his games. Uh, He did awesome. He was playing Starmada, which was super cool. I was like, should I have played Starmada? Uh, the answer is probably not because I wouldn't have uh, necessarily been as prepared for that. Uh, but yeah, we got to bantering a little bit and things started to open up and get a little bit more loose and it was a lot of fun. It was it was a pretty silly game. Nice. Uh, so I ended up playing Derek. Uh, my round one, I played Justin, one of our locals who is uh, who's been playing the game for a little bit now. Uh, and he did really well. Um, it was a lot of us like shaking status effects. And whoever had the most status effects unshaken at the end of the game. And that was the winner. Yeah. So I I pulled that one out and that was just like, oh, well, I'll hack your hacker with my hacker to immobilize or to isolate them. And then he moved something else that was close by. I'm like, I reset out of it. Like, oh, no, now I need to hack you. Oh, but I won that role. So now your guy's isolated (laughs) instead. So now I have another special. And, you know, just silly stuff like that. Or an Irmandino, impetuous order, running around something. And probably he's like, bam, immobilizing flash pulse. (laughs) Got him. Yeah, the immobilizing flash pulses. Oh, my God. Right. So that was most of that. Uh, Deadly Dance was my buy. And I don't feel bad about that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i was gonna play randy uh, another one of our locals uh but he had some family stuff to take care of real quick uh, and then i played Derek and armory uh round four was ian and i's game and ian was even was awful i hated every yeah. moment of it and i hate him. i know <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no it was just it was just wild and like wait oh, no I, I that's no stop losing that ro- no not the important roles I don't care about killing one CSU. Can I kill? The, can I make an armor save on my tag instead? <laughs> it's like, why am I critting on the line troops? Stop that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I play. So uh, JSA, right? Fun. But I, I just mm-hmm. I think that like so I was I was super enjoying playing JSA leading up to this. I was like, this is awesome. And then I played it today or this weekend. And, you know, like I said, even like even ignoring dice, I think that like I was trying to look at it at a much different way than just like explore and explore the faction and have fun. Because like before I was using Shinobu in in different ways and this this tournament, I didn't use her at all. Or like Mm -hmm. before I was like sending Saito off to do suicide missions. And this time I didn't do that. So I was like, you know, maybe ah, shoot, I need to play more games with them just so I can I can just keep trying all this crazy nonsense. Hard yeah, to try crazy absolutely. nonsense at attorney, even if it's not competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, like part of me wanted to do something a little bit more wild, but I think that part of the decision I came to was not necessarily that I'm using it as a chance for experimentation and more just, you know, I'm going to take stuff that I know I'm familiar with and just kind of hang out and just like kind of go through 
my games because I'm much more interested in spending time with the people there than yeah. whatever's going on with the games themselves. It's very, very different from how I approached SLS, where I actually played the same list more than two or three times, which I never do because <laughs> I always like writing a new list almost every game. I can just scroll for days on my list of lists in, in Army. Mm -hmm. um, Dude, I looked at Steve's lists and he like he's new, right? But he had mm -hmm. three and I was like, oh, my. Oh, my. That is refreshing to look at. Your army list is naked. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so that like I that was much more practicing with intention. There was there was none of that here, <laughs> but I had a great time because of because of the people and the company and being able to just um just hang out. Like I actually had a lot of fun on uh, my buy round because I just went around and was chatting with people. And I was trying to spend a decent amount of time with Steve uh, because he doesn't, you know, he knows very, very, very few people at the event. I think, he know, uh, Nathan showed up. Uh, no, he, uh, for those of you who have asked, he's not currently interested in jumping back into the podcast. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he was there. He likes hanging out because, again, that's that's the the relationships, I think, are so much different like after playing in a number of wargaming groups, I feel like there's just a really wonderful kind of camaraderie in Infinity, uh, mm -hmm. from my experience, that I really, I really enjoy. But yeah, I tried to stick around with Steve a fair bit, just so I could introduce him to people and help him start to um, have some of those friendships as well. And one of the things I kept telling him, like, oh, sorry, Steve, it takes me like 20 30 minutes to cycle back around. It's like, yeah, everybody's so sticky. It's like almost every three feet I'm, you know, finding somebody and I'm like, hey, <laughs> how's it going? And we talk for, you know, five, yeah. 10, 15 minutes and I move on and then catch another person a couple feet past them. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then even like uh, yeah, Jeff Rossiter from Shiv Games, uh, and, mm -hmm. you know, run the, runs the shit show. He's run the Salt Lake Showdown. I, he flew out just to hang out. Yeah. He wasn't participating in the event in any way, shape, or form. He just came out to hang out with everybody. Yeah, yeah. I got to got to sit with him at the bar for a little bit. That was fun. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, it was a good time seeing everybody. And that's that's really the biggest thing that I wanted because we were talking about talking about goals a little bit going in. And like I said, Steve was like, if I can not come in last place, that would be sweet. I was like, I don't have a specific goal. I think I just want to hang out with people. Like I'm mm -hmm. not, I'm not trying to accomplish anything. And there was, there was a certain kind of uh, refreshing quality to that, where it's not even really about playing the game at this event. Like, yes, obviously that's what we're doing there, but it's not why we were there. I think for the majority of players. And so I think that that was a lot of fun, and I certainly had a good time. Um, I think that if the Krug continues in a similar format, I think it would be really fun to make custom missions and have people submit custom missions, hopefully, you know, a fair bit in advance so they can be play tested and whatnot. Yes. But I think doing custom missions would be a fun format mm -hmm. for this sort of thing that kind of encourages things that are just a little bit more wacky because like one of the things i thought about when i was like maybe i should you know try something you know kind of out there it's like maybe i will bring some yadu in oss whereas you normally wouldn't no i want to because i love the models and they're they're cool on paper but they're just a little they're just too pricey is sure. kind of what it boils down to um, and i'm like they have emirats and drop bears and aren't hackable and are almost two wounds that's kind of cool, but they're also, you know, in the mid thirties. Um, but yeah, so I think having some, you know, trying to do some custom missions and encouraging different styles of play, I think would be a really fun way to continue on this general style of event where, yeah, we're just trying to do some kind of wacky stuff try and encourage different ideas and kind of challenge the kind of default 
sort of status quo of Infinity, especially since the Krog is kind of an end of season event. I mean, Interplanetario is is the official end of season, and the Krog often is right, you know, within a week of that one way or the other. And so this year it was just the week after. So like the season's over. We're just having our end of the Infinity Tournament year party. And yes, I that was really cool. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, we'll transition to our final thoughts here in just a moment. Uh, but I just want to thank all of you who are able to support us on Patreon. It really uh, helps us out a lot in terms of covering equipment. Um, one of our special projects, one of the things we were really happy to do, because this has been uh, the better part of a year in the making, was The Metachemist. And so I'll be making a post um, to accompany this episode, so it should come out uh, here shortly, about the Metachemist. Uh, we, t- we put up some concept art a while ago, which uh, I'll have to find the artist's name, and I will uh, put them credited in the post, but their name doesn't come to mind immediately. But they're a freelance artist who has also worked with Corvus Belli, so we basically got official uh, dossier art, yeah. which was super cool. Uh, and then... Uh, more recently, we got a sculptor to uh, turn that into a 3D element that was printed, and all uh, Nate was able to bring some of those for us so that we could give those to the people that we played at the event. So you have an exclusive Metachemist miniature for your HVT, your doctor or engineer or whatever you want to do with them. And so we'll put pictures up of that. Um, if we're real, real lucky, maybe I can convince Nate to paint one. <laughs> but, Good luck to me. Um, and <laughs> and so thank you. It allows us to do those sorts of projects where it would be difficult uh, for us to do. Otherwise, it would have to come completely out of pocket uh, because everything that comes into the show stays in the show. It's all for these sorts of things that we can put back out to either improve the show or to benefit our listeners in some capacity. Uh, so thank you very much for those of you that already support us. If you're interested in doing so, we have some uh, we have some cool benefits in terms of uh, some Patreon-specific channels on our Discord and some early access and uh, to episodes and things along those lines. And as far as our Discord goes, that is freely open to anyone. It's a public Discord server uh, that anyone can join to talk more, Infinity, uh, you get entered in for the the Mo Games raffle by being there, and it's just a, a great place to hang out. If you're looking for more Infinity Talk in your downtime, seeing people make cool tables, seeing cool oh, yeah. jobs, talking tactics, going over reinforcement ideas, whatever the case may be, there's a, there's a place for it there on our Discord. So, with that said, Ian Azoka, are your final thoughts for? Krug 2023. Thank you all who listened to the show and came out and said hi. I know we did this before at the last Krug and everything, but seriously, it is good to see your faces all the time. And uh, as you guys are coming back out, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoyed it. The people who are new enjoyed it enough to come back again. So we look forward to seeing you in the future. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed seeing and hanging out with everybody, having a great time. Uh, enjoyed the last huzzah of Foreign Company, which I have been enjoying them a lot, but it is time for a new season and a new faction. We'll get back to you guys on that in a bit. And, um, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Also, we got to get some demos of the Acheron's Fall fleet combat game in so we will also get back to you guys with that at a later point as well maybe maybe i'll get a chance to try such a thing (laughs) i did not while we were there it was fun but yeah it was a great event and i'm really happy you know just with how everything kind of turned out how everything came together and everybody that showed up it was extremely fun Definitely. So yeah, I agree. It was a good event. I think that uh, it was a nice change of pace, which is, in my mind, what it set out to do. And 
the best part, of course, is being able to see everyone who is able to make it. Because, uh, like I said at the the top of the show, that I personally can't make it out to very many events. I'm usually lucky if I get one out of state event a year. So it was awesome to see people. Great to play people I haven't uh, played before. And yeah, I hope to see you out next year. And as far as our general um, listeners, uh, for people that either attended the event or uh, are hearing about the event over this episode and our last Krug episode, uh, I'm curious to hear what you think. Like, are you, would you be interested in this kind of event? Would you go again if you did go? Like, what are your thoughts on the kind of shift away from the kind of heavy ITS mentality? Do you find that a positive? Do you find that negative? Uh, does it encourage you to go? Does it discourage you to go? What do you think? So I'd be interested to hear it. And with that, I've been Devin. Zoka. And Ian. And that's the meta.